Hello and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles. podcast where we start with a random article explore it then follow the links and see where it takes us and we should mention that episode 100 is coming up in just a few episodes uh, so we'll see if we can two make weeks another, from now yeah yeah <laughs> and that's our best of so we'll see if we can't make another actually good episode yeah or two it's before uh that. <laughs> Um, Get some things under the wire, at least. Yeah. So the basic plan, as of right now, uh, for that episode, is it's going to be a clip show of sorts, and we will be trying to hit different articles that we have already come across, and so we're just going to try to link together a whole bunch of stuff we've already talked about, but as you know, it's quite diverse topics, and... We are going to attempt to do a live stream on Facebook of the whole thing, depending on... Uh, I don't know how long it'll go. Yeah, could, it, it could might be anywhere be... from normal episode length to several episodes. It could take a couple of hours, so, at least. And it depends on how many articles we do. Yeah. But we are trying to do a best of. So if you have suggestions for mm. things you've enjoyed, and you've just kind of listened and been like, oh, well, this was interesting at some point... And you remember what it was. Yeah. Like, if it was interesting enough to remember, we'll put it that yeah. way. Even if you don't have a specific arg- article title, just if you remember a general, I like, oh, I remember you talked about this thing somewhere sometime, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And uh, we do have pretty we do have pretty thorough records. Eric has yeah. done a fantastic <laughs> job of pretty chronicling every episode of The Chronicle mm-hmm. in multimedia formats. So we have texts. We have, of course, Wikipedia itself to follow along with mm-hmm. and our handy website yeah. that uh, gives us visual aids and stuff like that for every episode we've done. Yeah. So. And if, you know, you're a person that has not you know been on our facebook page at all or doesn't want to go there or something you can always email us at twc.erictoribio t-o-r-i-b-i-o.com and you know you can always give us our you know your article suggestions there um but yeah so we will we will attempt to do this best of clip show thing and see how it goes we do, I will say, have a right to turn away articles. Yeah. <laughs> so if you feign interest, I mean, I think this is going to be pretty easy to pick up on. If you feign interest about any of the mods <laughs> that we have talked about, we may, within reason, <laughs> deny such a request. <laughs> Here's the catch, though. We will be starting with a random article still, just like every other episode. And that so may well be a it moth. It could be a moth. Too. As so, a matter of fact, the odds <laughs> may statistically lend themselves to that being the case. That's true. That is very true. Um, yeah. So, without further ado, John, what is your article for this episode, number 98? Today I am starting with La King du Paris. Hmm. But I, I don't actually mean it like that because its real title is The King of Paris in English, but that's also not what I mean because the original, real, real title of this movie <laughs> is Der König von Paris, which, as you can tell, is a little more Germanic than you yeah, would have expected. Um, definitely. It is, in point of fact, hmm. a German film. About um, Paris? About, uh... Uh... About Paris, I suppose, because it does have a bunch of duchesses and things in the cast that are from provinces like Marzenac, which sounds... I mean, that's French. That's French. That's so French. Um, But anyway, it's a German comedy film directed by Leo Mittler starring Ivan Petrovich, Hannah Ralph, and Hans Pepler. 
Leo Mittler also directed a separate French-language one of the same film. Hmm. But they aren't the same. They didn't just dub it. He made two separate, exactly the same films <laughs> with completely different casts, budgets, wow. props, hmm. presumably. Um, just made the same movie twice because That's... a different audience wanted it. So That's interesting. I mean, I guess there's... It, it, before dubbing was a thing, and this is 1930, I guess mm-hmm. there would be some practicality to that. That's true, yeah. yeah. Interesting how the 1930s went with film. A little bit. <laughs> All right, so um, what do you have over there, Eric? Uh, anything um, anything scintillating, tantalizing, not a moth? Well, it's not a moth, but Ooh. I am noticing a new trend. No, no, it's a foreign <laughs> film. No, it is. My article title is Boris Baran. Oh boy. Boris Baran is a Canadian bridge player. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, we are back to uh, obscure sports player. <laughs> Wikipedia Chronicles ninety eight the Ocho. Got it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we've gotten our share of you know, random sports players and people who are barely of note. And, uh, so yeah, I got a Canadian bridge player who won the world senior teams championship in 2002, uh, won the North American pairs championship in 1991 the Keohane North American Swiss teams, 1992, 1994, 1995, 2002. And he was a runner-up in the Bermuda Bowl in 1995. And he was a runner-up in the North American Pairs 1990 and the Keohane North American Swiss teams in 1998. So, I don't know about bridge statistics. I don't know if uh, he's a good player, or I don't know if he's an average player, or I don't know if he's a terrible player. Sounds like we have a choice between the King of Paris and the King of Pairs. Hmm. The Canadian King of Bridge Pairs. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to the German King of... There's not a German word for Paris. I can't make it sound more... I can't make it sound more Germanic than it is. It's just Paris, man. Is there, like, a German way of saying Paris? Because I know, like, in France, they say Paris. But I'm pretty sure Paris is the American way. Okay. Just like so it's kind of American. Like, case. hammering through with all the consonants you have available <laughs> to you, that's a Germanic trait. <laughs> Paris. Paris. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very German. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I am, I am, um... More compelled to go with Bridge because I feel like this film doesn't even give me a plot, mm. really. Yeah. The synopsis, uh, this movie doesn't give me a synopsis. Now, granted, we could probably go to the King of, from the King of Paris to the King of Paris <laughs> and find out more about yeah. Kings of Paris, and then from that go to another King of Paris on which the movie, the King of Paris, <laughs> on which the movie, the King of Paris was based. But. You know, as fun as that sounds to say, I don't know if that's something we actually want to <laughs> talk about at length for an hour. So, um, I'm leaning toward um, what was what was this gent- this bridge playing gentleman's name? Boris Baran. Boris Baran, the bridge sounds man. Sounds much more Russian, but maybe he's Russian descent in Canada. I mean, that's possible. Canada's like America's hat. It's as much <laughs> of a mixing pot. I'm not entirely sure I know what bridge actually is. And that's I'm... exactly where I wanted to go from this article. So yeah, I don't I don't either. I have this thing of like it being I have this image in my head of it being a sport people play in nursing homes, but I don't have any idea if yeah. that's true. I mean I know I don't know if it's similar to poker or if it's something incredibly different from poker. I know you use playing cards, but that doesn't really mean a whole lot because there's a lot of different card games. I always thought it was something you actually had equipment for. I thought there was like Bridge the Card Game and also Bridge the Sport. 
I, don't know. I was not aware of that, but uh, I still don't be. have any concept yeah. about what that equipment would be. I mean, or like, what that sport would entail. I don't think I've ever seen people playing bridge. All I've ever heard of is the name of bridge as a thing that people do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess yeah, let's just jump right into bridge then. Let's cross that bridge now that we've come to it. Sure enough, it is in point of fact a contract bridge. That's the official name? <laughs> what? Okay, uh, so it is a card game. Okay, so a trick taking card game. Hmm? Uh, that's, what, is, what is that? That's a type of card game. Mm-hmm. A trick taking game. I don't know what that means. But uh, it is played by four players in two competing partnerships. Oh, so, oh, wait. Is this like that game Rook, kind of? Have you ever played that? I played it, like, twice. I think like, I where you have two about. people mm-hmm. across from each other, and then they communicate about things to lay down and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Maybe it's kind of like that. Hmm. Um, but millions of people play Bridge Worldwide. And, uh, yeah, it is one of the world's most popular card games, particularly among seniors. So (laughs) you had the old folks home absolutely right on that. Um, there's, (laughs) there's the World Bridge Federation, which sounds a lot like something out of Star Trek. Or something that would, like, govern, (laughs) like, how well bridges that you drive over are made. Yeah. But that is the governing body of International Competitive Bridge, <laughs> with numerous other bodies governing bridge at the regional level. <laughs> it's a card game. What is there to govern? Well, I guess there's there... a really long article on it, so maybe this game has a lot more intricacies That's true. that we don't really get yet. Well, the game consists of several deals, each progressing through four phases. The cards are dealt to the players, and then the players auction or bid to take the contract, specifying how many tricks the partnership receiving the contract, the clearing side, needs to take to receive points for the deal. During the action, partners communicate information about their hand, including its overall strength and the length of its suits. Although conventions for use during play also exist, the cards are then played. Uh, the declaring side trying to fulfill a contract and the defenders trying to stop the declaring side from achieving its goal. This sounds very complicated. <laughs> I'm yeah, not I've... understanding a lot of the terminology here. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But I assume they will go more in-depth with that later in the article. Hopefully. Um, in any case, the deal is scored based on the number of tricks taken, the contract and various other factors which depend to some extent on the variation of the game being played. Hmm. Rubber Bridge is the most popular variation for casual play, but most club and tournament play involves some variant of Duplicate Bridge where the cards are not redealt on each occasion, but the same deal is played by two or more different sets of players to enable comparative scoring. Hmm. So... I'm not sure what the contract is. I think that's my confusion because it sounds like, yeah. like you get a hand and then you try to. It sounds more like, I don't know. Is like, the contract like, like <laughs> is is this? Look at the look at the picture. Is that like row of cards in front of the people? The contract because to me it looks a lot like a, you know a hand, <laughs> like just like yeah. any, maybe we're just not used to the familiar. We're not familiar with the. Well, the, how many cards do you get dealt here? It looks like you get dealt most of, if not all of the deck. <laughs> well, you okay, they have a scoring sheet, and they have, like, these little uh, envelopes or something, little tabs, if you go closer on the what picture. What in the world is going on there? Like, there's a little thing that says pass X, and then there's, like, XX behind it, and then there's an S. I don't know, some kind of folder system. How did somebody? How did somebody take a deck of normal cards and then make it this complicated? Okay, <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna skip etymology because I'm gonna learn more about this gameplay. 
Okay. Um, Before what? we get into... Oh, what oh, is oh, oh. the... Wait. Why is that okay. a trick? Okay. There's a I'm picture of a trick, but I don't know why. I'm skipping down to terminology here. I gotta at least know what a trick is before I start reading about how it plays into the game. Uh, okay, so there doesn't seem to be a terminology section. Um, yeah, I'm not... Wait, is bridge the thing in that you see in the papers where, like, they have the, uh, like, what in the puzzle section? They have, like, bridge, north, south, east, west. And they have a whole bunch of different card things, and you have to figure out what the oh, yeah. thing is. Yeah, I think it might be, because look, look at the picture of a trick. Okay, so picture of a trick. We got. A ten. Uh, the card. The four cards are all like In a facing plus. different directions. Yeah. A compass rose. Yeah, and uh, we got ten pointing up. The king to the right. The jack uh, facing down, and a seven facing left. And so it says on the side here, the little note: North has the lead has led the ten of spades and so all players must play a spade card if they have one. If not, they may play any card. East plays the king of spades. South the jack of diamonds and west the seven of hearts. In a no trump game, east is the winner having played the highest spade card. However, if there is a trump suit, diamonds or hearts, south or west, respectively, wins the trick. So basically, okay, so, you can play normal bridge, or you can play bridge with like wilds, where mm-hmm. a certain suit of the deck of cards would be able to beat right. whichever card leads off the. Trick. I'm assuming that's like the rubber bridge. It's more casual plays, mm-hmm. probably the one where you have those wild suits and yeah. Um, Duplicate bridge is probably more strict, like, nope, you got to take it, whatever it is. Um, okay, so a trick is when everybody puts one card, or I guess it's led by one person. Yeah. One the, person puts theirs mm-hmm. out, and then they go around the table, put out the best they got, and um, so then whoever has the best card in that four-card thing wins the trick which is that setup and then you take the trick and that makes it a trick taking game (laughs) Uh, so yeah it does say a a trick starts when a player leads plays the first card the leader to the first trick is determined by the auction which we still need to figure out about Um, the leader to each subsequent trick is the player who won the preceding trick makes sense um, each player in clockwise order plays one card on the trick. Okay, so what we already went through. Um, I want to find out what that auction is. Do we... Oh, here we go, the auction. The dealer opens the auction and can make the first call. Or wait. Oh, okay, they do have like a, a setup. Okay, here we go. This is like the way it, the rundown of how it goes. So you got the four people around the table, um, and a cardinal directions are assigned to each seat so that one partnership is north and south, the other one is east and west. Uh-huh. So you figure that out before you start playing. Um, the cards may be freshly dealt or in duplicate bridge where partnerships compete with each other dealt beforehand hmm. which I'm not sure what that means it feels like it would be the same difference either way is that it? like before you assign the directions or is that before you choose a partner is that before you sit down <laughs> like I think it's several weeks before you plan <laughs> to have people over to play bridge with. you pre-deal the cards and, yeah and just yeah. put them away and that's it good to go <laughs> Uh, but, okay, so, um, 
then all that is needed in basic games are the cards and a method of keeping score, but there is often other equipment on the table, such as a board containing the cards to be played in Duplicate Bridge, bidding boxes, or screens. Okay, so I guess... Um, there's a picture of this bidding box. It's that thing that we saw earlier. Um, I still don't know what's going on with that. Because you have that pass. You have two blue X's, one red X, a stop, an <laughs> alert. And then looks like seven other cards that have a one with a NT... One with a spade, one with a heart, one with a diamond, and one with a club. Like, all on the same card, but there's seven copies of it. Or, no, it goes down... Oh, maybe it's every single um, number. Like, you have yeah, four yeah, that suits, makes sense. Mm-hmm. four suits, and then an, a wild or whatever. Right. And then you have one for each different uh, card number. That makes so, sense. But we don't know when you bid or how you bid or why you bid. So, <laughs> um, okay, so I was trying to find what the, um, what's the other thing? A board containing the cards to be played. I feel like maybe, maybe they just pick out specific card combinations and put them in or something. I don't know. I have no clue. Anyway. (laughs) I'm reading it and I still don't know. In Rubber Bridge, each player draws a card at the start of the game. The two players who drew the highest cards are partners and play against the other two. The deck is shuffled and cut, usually by the player to the left of the dealer before dealing. Players take turns to deal in a clockwise order. The dealer start deals the cards clockwise one card at a time. In Duplicate Bridge, the cards are pre-dealt in order to allow for competitive scoring. Which, I still don't know what pre-dealt means, but <laughs> once dealt, the cards are stored in a device called a board. Whoa. Oh, so maybe they like take the whole deck and mm-hmm. just deal it out, deal it out, deal it out, deal it out. And then put the cards back in order of on like a thing. I don't know. Maybe it's like a board, like this board over here to the right. This bridge board. Uh huh. Or you can see that there is a compass arrow, a thing that says dealer, and um, a couple of little tab guys. <laughs> but everything there is north, south, east, west. You can see that like mm-hmm. there are little recesses for the cards to sit in. That's true. Yeah. Um, so once dealt, the cards are stored in the board and with a slot for each cardinal direction, director of a duplicate bridge game or their assistants may shuffle the decks immediately before play starts or in advance. And after a deal has been played, all four players slot their cards back into the board ready to be played by the next table. Um... (laughs) So they just kind of use it into play, and then they, they, I guess, they put them back? I guess. Oh, you know what? Maybe, okay. So maybe for Duplicate Bridge, you deal out the, th- mm. the cards to each player. Right. They do their thing, and then they, you know, take the cards back, and then... A new team comes in, plays the exact same cards, and see how it sees how it goes. Ah, uh, you know? okay, all right, yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't know. That, just... No, that makes sense because it's a it's a game to see how much, how good, how well you can score. Right, and, and there's no point in doing that unless you have multiple teams. And if you play the same the cards, then you can really tell who's better than who. Right, because, because they're making you can play your cards differently. Yeah. Right. But, like, can't you... How do you prohibit people who are also going to play from seeing the possible combinations? <laughs> like, I feel like there's an inherent flaw in this. Yeah. Like, you're all going to be in the same room, man. 
<laughs> like, people will be able to anticipate what's happening, won't, won't they? Yeah, if you keep think everything so. the same. I mean, maybe the, the the expectation is that you just don't remember, but true. Even so, like it just doesn't seem. It seems like you would you wouldn't need to remember a whole whole lot <laughs> to be able to like be like, oh yeah, that's where the ace is. So fine. Yeah, you get dealt a lot of cards in this game. Mm -hmm. All right, so auction. Here we go. This is what happens first after all the cards are dealt or whatever. The dealer opens the auction and can make the first call, and the auction proceeds clockwise. When it is their turn to call, a player may pass, but can enter into the bidding later, or bid a contract mm -hmm. specifying the level of their contract and either the trump suit or no trump, the denomination. Um, provided that it is higher than the last bid by any player, including their partner. All bids promise to take a number of tricks in excess of six, so a bid must be between one, seven tricks, and seven, 13 tricks. A bid is higher than another bid if either the level is greater, which would be uh, two of clubs, over one non-Trump, or the denomination is higher, with the order being in ascending order. Uh, clubs, diamonds, hearts, uh, spades, and no trump. Calls may be made orally or with a bidding box or digitally in online bridge. Okay, so I guess for the bidding, people are saying like, all right, I am calling it right now. I'm, make, I'm gonna be taking this many with what the cards that I have. Mm -hmm. So, that's what your bid is, I guess? It uh, looks like it because it seems... That's like your contract, you, maybe. I was reading the... Yeah, it is. It, it, I was reading what the... In the overview section, it says that unlike its predecessor, Whist, which is another card game, the goal of Bridge is not simply to take the most tricks in a deal. So, there is a variant of oh. this where you do just get the most tricks. This game is supposed to be based on this auction mm. round. This auction round sets you up to basically be like, I think I'm going to get this many tricks. Mm. And then however many you actually get is, so, plays, plays a hand in the scoring because this is supposed to be um, successful guessing of how many tricks one's partnership can take. So, like, if you, if you bid, like... Uh the one like say you're like all right i'm just gonna get seven tricks probably mm -hmm. this whole game right you're up to seven tricks but there's still more game to be played you're gonna be like eh, i'm not gonna play my best cards right i can't because you don't want to you might uh, have to because of the if somebody calls you out that's probably probably part of the strategy because the defending yeah. team could uh realize that you were mm -hmm. trying to like slow your roll and yeah. then force and forward it could be that um like a play like it, say you don't want any more tricks you don't want to take any more tricks uh say like one person plays like a seven of clubs and so that means that everybody has to play a club card in their hand if unless they don't have any and so you can kind of see, all right, this person doesn't have clubs, that person doesn't have clubs, or like, you know, that kind of thing. So then you're like, all right, what cards do they have in their hand, and what numbers do they have? So then if they're only wanting to take seven tricks, you might want to play a card or a suit that they have, and you know that they have a high number in that suit. Mm -hmm. So then you try and force yeah. them to take the trick exactly. to make them lose. Exactly, exactly. That's okay. If this is in fact the way the game is played, <laughs> I like it. We could have it all wrong. I mean, maybe we yeah, don't. No. But I, that sounds fun. I don't know. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds. It sounds interesting. I'll try the online version, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'll give that a whirl. And I'm always a sucker for a good physical card game. I mean, it doesn't seem yeah. like, especially one that can be played with a standard 52 card deck. Yeah, those things are you know cheap. Easy to find. Get them mm -hmm. in a gas station. Get them in a Walmart. Get them in a dollar store. Find get them, them in your junk drawer. Find them in the junk drawer. Get them at an arcade. 
Uh, go online, buy your favorite characters on crazy uh, fifty-two card decks. Like yeah. it's the best. It's the best of everything. I've been, I've been, I've been becoming more uh, fond of fifty-two card deck mm. game uh, games recently, solely because uh, I enjoy the texture of most uh, of the yeah. standard, you know, bicycle playing mm. cards. Like something about those is just like nicer than. Mm-hmm. Your playing cards that you get from pretty much any other game. You know what I'm right, talking about? Yeah. Though, like they have like that dimple. Yeah, like, yeah, they have that like the nice feel. Like you feel like you got a good grip on them. Yeah, yeah. And like other could... other games are really smooth, and you're like feel like you're getting them greasy or something. Yep. Yeah, know. you it's feel like weird. you're getting them dirty, and like they smell kind of weird. Yeah, like bicycle game, bicycle 52 deck cards. Like those are yeah, those are some good card. Okay, now that we've had our product placement, uh, <laughs> let's talk about the... Oh, um, man. I really wish advertisers would jump on this podcast because, you know, we could... That'd be great. We could just, just go all day. Just <laughs> everything. Yeah. <laughs> we've got, like, endless opportunities. That's true. We really could just have, like, <laughs> have it be a part-time job. Yep. Uh, oh, if only... Well, if only if only there was some sort of ad wealth available from <laughs> something that involves Wikipedia. <laughs> um, what you know would be funny though. What is if we got advertising, we started making more money than Wikipedia makes. <laughs> that'd be great because, or we start funding Wikipedia in Ooh, its entirety. We <laughs> we save the entire world from having to have the founder of Wikipedia drop down in a giant banner yep. for those three months out of the year. Wouldn't that be an interesting turn of events? We get enough money that we basically buy wikipedia we pay for all their costs so then we more or less own wikipedia and then we continue to talk about everything on it i i feel, I feel uh, like i would feel pretty bad at that point just like <laughs> it's like look at this great thing we own wow <laughs> still advertising still advertising sort of <laughs> just for ourselves yeah That'd be pretty crazy. I wonder how much Wikipedia. I wonder how much Wikipedia is worth. I wonder why nobody. I guess. Oh, you yeah. can, I guess the whole idea is that you can't buy Wikipedia. That's true. At least you shouldn't be able to. I won't say can. <laughs> Still a company. Oh, here we go. Game strategy. Let's uh, see if we are correct in our assumptions here. Okay. Um, much of the complexity in Bridge arises from the difficulty of arriving at a good final contract in the auction or deciding to let the opponents declare the contract. This is a difficult problem. The two players in a partnership must try to communicate enough information about their hands to arrive at a makeable contract, but the information they can exchange is restricted. Information may be passed only by the calls made and later by the cards played, not by other means. In addition, the agreed-upon meaning of each call and play must be available to the opponents. So, so I guess in your bidding, maybe with when you have all those different suits, maybe you like you know hold your thumb on one of the suits and you're like, ah. <laughs> this one, I bid this one. Look where my thumb is. I don't know. That, uh, but uh, since a partnership ha- that has freedom to bid gradually at leisure can exchange more information, and since a partnership that can interfere with the opponent's bidding, as by raising the bidding level rapidly, can cause difficulties for their opponents, bidding systems are both informational and strategic. It is this mixture of information exchange and evaluation, deduction, and tactics that is at the heart of bidding in bridge. And a basic, a number of basic rules of thumb and bridge bidding and play are summarized as bridge maxims. So a bidding system is a set of partnership agreements of the meanings of bids, or on the meanings of bids, I should say. A partnership's bidding system is usually made up of a core system modified and complemented by specific conventions. Optional customizations incorporated into the main system for handling specific bidding situations, which are pre-chosen between the partners prior to play. The line between a well-known convention and a part of a system is not always clear-cut. Some bidding systems include specified conventions by default. Uh, Bidding systems can be divided into mainly natural systems such as A-Call and Standard American, 
and mainly artificial systems such as the Precision Club and the Polish Club. Or, I guess, Polish? Polish? I mean, the other one's a nationality. Why wouldn't that one be a nationality? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> calls are usually considered to be either natural or conventional. A natural call carries a meaning <clears throat> pardon, that reflects the call. A natural bid intuitively showing hand or suit strength based on the level of the suit or the of the bid. And a natural double expressing that the player believes that the opposing partnership will not make their contract. By contrast, a conventional call offers <clears throat> and or asks for information by means of pre-agreed coded interpretations in which some calls convey very specific information <clears throat> or requests that are not part of the natural meaning or of the call. Thus, in response to 4NT, a natural bid of five of diamonds would state a preference towards a diamond suit or a desire to play the contract in five diamonds, whereas if the partners have agreed to use the common Blackwood convention, a bid of five diamonds in the same situation would say nothing about the diamond suit, but tell the partner that the hand in question contains exactly one ace. <clears throat> Conventions are valuable in bridge because of the need to pass information beyond a simple like or dislike of a particular suit, and because the limited bidding space can be used more efficiently by adopting a conventional or meaning for a given call where a natural meaning would have less utility because the information it would convey is not valuable or because the desire to convey that information would arise only rarely. The conventional meaning conveys more useful or more frequently useful information. There are a very large number of conventions from which players can choose. Many books have been written dealing, uh, detailing bidding conventions. Well-known conventions include Stamen to ask the opening one non-Trump bidder to show any four-card major suit, uh, Jacoby transfers, which is a request usually by the uh, weak hand for the partner to bid a particular suit first, and therefore to become the declarer, and the Blackwood convention, which is to ask for information on the number of aces and kings held used in slam bidding situations. The term preempt refers to a high-level tactical bid by a weak hand, relying upon a very long suit rather than high cards for tricks. Preemptive bids are a serve a double purpose. They allow players to indicate they are bidding on the basis of a long suit in an otherwise weak hand, which is important information to share, and they also consume substantial bidding space, which prevents a possibly strong opposing pair from exchanging information on their cards. Several systems include the use of opening bids or other early bids with weak hands, including long, usually six to eight card suits at the two, three, or even four or five levels as preempts. <clears throat> so, what I make from that is that I should be a little more careful while I breathe, for one thing. Uh, that water is really, really good. And finally, uh, amidst all of that, that uh, there are already, like, books of codes so that people could communicate solely through playing cards. Yeah. That... Is actually this is actually really intriguing and me now because now it seems like, like cards are like a secret code <laughs> language that I didn't know about before. And yeah, and if you can like figure out which code the other team is using, you're like, ah, okay, I see where you're going here. But the but, fact that there there are so many <laughs> decks, there are so many combinations in the deck of cards. Yeah. There's literally got to be like uh, so many conventions that you could use. Oh my gosh! Oh man, that's actually kind of—that's actually really cool. So here, there you have an example game, I guess. Here, um, so let's see if we can try to figure out what is going on. Um, got uh, cards are dealt as shown in the bridge hand diagram below. And North is the dealer and starts the auction, which proceeds as shown in the bidding table. So North has 
uh, queen and a three of clubs. Ace, ten, seven, six, five of diamonds. Jack, eight, seven, four of hearts. And Jack and three of spades. Um, I guess maybe I should just read off all those. <laughs> Nobody's going to remember this. That's going to be, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what do we have? As neither north or east have sufficient strength to open the bidding, they each pass, denying such strength. Okay, so north and east <clears throat> don't have strength to open the bidding. So why don't they have strength to open the bidding? That's my question. Maybe they just don't have like enough high cards. Like south and west have three uh, three suits that are they have over, you know, like a king, queen, ace. Right. So maybe that's why. Well, no, but then North has a Queen Ace Jack Jack in all fours. Maybe that, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea why they don't have strength to open the bidding. Um, but they pass, and uh, South next in turn opens the bidding of one hearts, which denotes a reasonable heart suit. Okay, so South bids one heart. Okay, yeah, they they do have three very strong uh, heart cards, King, Queen, Ten. Um, so at least four or five cards long, depending on the bidding system, and at least twelve high card points. Okay. Why? <laughs> Why is any of I, this happening? <laughs> <laughs> I get I the heart <laughs> thing. I get the heart thing. But I don't know why one heart would signify four or five cards long. Oh, I he still has don't, five cards. I need to go back. I need to go back. I don't understand why North or East don't have the strength to open the bidding. What is what does this mean? Um, the strength. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, well, Does, okay. is there something in the gameplay so that there's advanced bidding techniques? Let's go back to that. Okay, so every call, including pass, also sometimes called no bid, serves two purposes. It confirms or passes some information to a partner and also denies by implication any other kind of hand which would have tended to support an alternative call. For example, a bid of two no trump immediately after partner's one no trump not only shows a balanced hand of a certain point range, but also would almost always deny possession of a five-card major suit. Otherwise, the player would have bid it. Or even a four-card major suit. In that case, the player would have probably used the Stayman Convention, which is an article all to its own, which is probably just a bidding technique. <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, likewise, in some partnerships, the bid of two heart in the sequence one no trump, two club, two diamond, two heart between partners, opponents passing throughout, explicitly shows five hearts, but also confirms four cards in spades. What? There's no spades? Ugh. <laughs> okay, the bidder must hold at least five cards to make it worth looking for a heart fit after heart two diamonds. Denied a four major, four card major. I'm. Um, I just. Uh, I. I don't think I'm gonna understand this game. Must hold at least five cards. I just don't to make think. It worth looking. I just don't think I'm gonna understand this game. <laughs> With at least five cards. Stayman bid must have been justified by having exactly four spades. And the other major since Stayman as used by his partners. So, really, maybe the techniques, the bidding techniques, like whatever the Stayman is, maybe it is like 
if you bid in a certain sequence, it tells something. Like yeah, like it looks like it. It's like all right. So if I bid this, based on what you bid next, I'll know a specific piece of information, and then we'll branch off from there. Like you know, I don't know. That's that's weird. It is really very weird. Um, so, so the strength to open the bidding. Still, don't, I don't see any places that actually tells us what that's all about. So this is a diagram of there's a diagram of the turn here. North passes, east passes, south says they bid one heart. Oh, 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 oh. So you can basically basically player number by both both north and east wide about their strength. They do have five cards of a particular suit. So South is just the first honest person who says, I have I, four or five cards of a particular suit. I guess. Because they have at least the five of those cards. And at least 12 high card points. I mean, I mean, amidst them. So maybe... Yeah, I don't... It's hard because I guess it's a game where you're supposed to... Supposed to, like, play it coy at some junctures. And so playing an example hand is like... Okay, well, these people, are, these people just aren't going to do this thing. And why? Because it's bridge. Um... All right, so all right, let's try to push through and see yeah. if this starts making sense at all. So after we get south bidding one heart, which for some reason means that, well, we know that they have a reasonable heart suit. That makes sense. Makes okay. Perfect yeah. sense. Right. Bidding a heart. So far, hearts. until we read further and find something <laughs> that makes it not make sense anymore, it makes sense. Yeah. So I have a pretty strong heart suit. I have five hearts, you know, and then at least 12 high card points. Okay. So obviously there's some kind of point system mm -hmm. and I have 12 points at least worth of high cards. That's and that's what, what you're saying. trying to communicate with a one heart. And so you, you, so you're neither of the other first players wanted to communicate anything about their hands to their mm -hmm. partners. Well, it, okay, it says here they wanted to communicate on, that they have the weak hand. On this hand, South has 14 high card points. So they have Ace, King, Queen, Ten, Ace, Jack. All right, so. Uh, that seems like more than 14 to me. <laughs> I don't know what... I don't know. I, I don't know what the point system is. I guess yeah. it probably says somewhere. But Anyway, they have 14 high card points. So that's what they are like. Yeah, we got this. Uh, West overcalls with one spade. Because spades so higher clearly, in the suit. He has spades. In we spades. We see that. <laughs> We see that he has five spade cards. Um, and so since he has a long spade suit of reasonable quality and ten high card points, an overcall can be made on a hand that is not quite strong enough for an opening bid. I don't know what makes a hand strong enough for an opening bid. That doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, North supports partner's suit with two hearts um, showing heart support and about six to eight points um, I don't know how that conveys that information but that's what you got oh okay um, <laughs> east, east supports spades with two of spades South inserts a game try of three of clubs inviting the partner, which I guess would be West. Uh, no, North. It's North to bid the game of, the, of four hearts with good club support and overall values. Uh, because mm -hmm. you want a partner with good overall values. 
North complies as North is at the higher end of the range for his two heart bid and has a fourth trump the two heart bid promised only three um, trumps I guess I guess <laughs> and the double ton what? the double ton queen of clubs what? to fit with partner's strength there uh, <laughs> uh, I just read a sentence that really yep. hurt my head <laughs> I feel like we understood this game more before we started this example. Maybe we should just make a game that's what we're thinking Bridge is, and it'll be a better <laughs> game than Bridge ever was. That sounds good to me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this. I think we're just going to end up making I... Wist, but... <laughs> okay. What is going on so... here? <laughs> All right, so in the auction, North and South are trying to investigate whether their cards are su sufficient to make a game which is nine tricks at no trump, 10 tricks in hearts or spades, 11 tricks in clubs or diamonds, which yields bonus points if bid and made. But if bid so, and made? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if so bid if, and made. If, so if they bid on it and they get it, oh, okay. and then they do it. Gotcha. So they get bonus All points right. for that. At, that. At least that's what I, I, I assume from that. Yes, yeah. So East-West are competing in spades, uh, hoping to play a contract in spades at a low level. Um, four heart is the final contract, ten tricks being required for North-South to make with hearts as Trump. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's Whatever. what that sentence said. All right. <laughs> Uh, so, South is the declarer, having been first to bid hearts, and the player to South's left, West, has to choose the first card in the play, known as the opening lead. West chooses the Spade King, because Spades is the suit the partnership has shown strength in, and because they have agreed that when they hold to touching honors... <laughs> They will play the higher one first. West plays the card face down to give their partner and the declarer, but not dummy, a chance to ask any last questions about the bidding or to object if they believe West is not the correct hand to lead. After that, North's cards are laid on the table and North becomes dummy, as both the North and South hands will be controlled by the declarer. West turns the lead card face up and the declarer studies the two hands to make a plan for the play. On this hand, the trump ace, a spade, and a diamond trick must be lost, so declarer must not lose a trick in clubs. <laughs> this is getting worse. Yes, it is. If North becomes dummy. North becomes <laughs> dummy. Oh, but we're not done with the weird... Like, this is getting... These terms are just out of nowhere, and there's yeah, more. They, they just keep throwing them out there. There's like, more. Hey, and then this person becomes this thing. Here, and the, every one of these things that like doesn't sound like it makes sense, there's a link. There's an article on just oh, yeah. that term. <laughs> if the club of kings or king of clubs is held by West, South will find Why it very hard. Why did they suddenly hard. switch those? I don't... <laughs> They've been having number, then suit <laughs> it's every the same time. Way, but now it's that for the rest of the article. It's it's that way no, now. No, it switches back later. What in is the going middle on? of a... <laughs> um, so if the Club of Kings <laughs> is held by West, then South will find it very hard to prevent it making a trick unless West needs leads a club. Not needs, leads. <laughs> so, okay, so if West has the king of clubs, South will find it very hard to prevent it make getting that hand unless West has to lead with the club. Right, exactly. All right, so, all right. So unless West has starts with clubs, then South is... Gonna find it difficult. Well, hold on. It's okay, because there's an almost equal chance that the Club of Kings 
is being held by East, in which case it can be trapped against the Ace and will be beaten using a tactic known as a finesse. <laughs> because we needed more words. <laughs> we needed more words to discuss oh, just like putting a card on a table. We're not done with the terminology. Though. Oh, I know we're not. <laughs> it's about to get a whole lot more autocorrect pun. So, after considering the cards, the declarer directs Dummy North <laughs> to play a small spade. Only a little East plays low, a small card, and South takes the spade of aces, gaining the lead. South may also elect to duck, but for the purpose of this example, let us assume South wins the spade of aces at trick one. South proceeds by drawing Trump, leading the heart of kings. West decides there is no benefit to holding back and so wins the trick with the ace and then cashes the spade of queens. Cashes? Cashes? Why not? All right, sure. <laughs> that doesn't have a link, though. But, uh... What the duck? They do this for fear of conceding a rough and discard. West plays... The diamond of twos instead of another spade. <laughs> Declare plays low from the table, and East scores the diamond of queens. Not having anything better to do, East returns the ma- remaining trump taken in South's hand. <laughs> what? <laughs> the trumps now accounted for. South can now ex execute the finesse, perhaps trapping the king as planned. South enters the dummy. What? What? Uh, Okay, this is getting weird. South enters the dummy. South (laughs) enters the dummy. That'd be a good band name. (laughs) Uh, So, he does this by winning a trick in the dummy's hand. Okay. By leading a low diamond, using Dummy's Diamond of Aces to win the trick, and leads the clubs of Club of Queens from Dummy to the next trick. East covers the Queen and King with the King, and South takes the trick with the Ace and proceeds by cashing the remaining Master Club of Jacks. Um... If East doesn't play the king, then South will play a low club from South's hand, and the queen will win anyway. This being the essence of the finesse. The game is now safe. South roughs a small club with the dummy's trump, and then roughs the diamond in hand for an entry back, and roughs the last club in dummy, sometimes described as a cast rough. Finally, South claims the remaining tricks by showing his or her hand, as it now contains only high trumps, and there's no need to play the hand out to prove they are all winners. I'm not even sort of satisfied with. Yeah, this is about this as, about as satisfying as our cricket exploration. But this is just a card game. We shouldn't be this bad at, at tabletop <laughs> games. Tabletop games are things we can handle, Eric. Yeah, can, I know. We've we've played some complicated games before. But I, I just I think the problem is is that Wikipedia, for all its great, great information, is awesome for things like history. Yeah. You know what it's not awesome for? Sports, game <laughs> strategies, science, math. <laughs> Yeah. It's a very linguistically based service. You can yeah. convey a lot of things as long as everything you're trying to do is mostly just words. As soon as yeah. you start getting into things that even involve the hint of probability, <laughs> things go take a turn for the worse. Because then you start mm-hmm. getting back to that old, horrific, standardized testing. You need to write out your work in like <laughs> word form on a math test. Like, like that whole debacle. Remember those sorts of mm. tests? 
that's what this Wikipedia article is becoming, and I yeah. I admire their dedication <laughs> to walking us through a whole game in like novel form, but man, <laughs> yeah, does it not hold up? <laughs> and boy, is it confusing when you switch the suits and the numbers yeah. halfway through. Like it just. I I feel like this is something that I would have to play just jump into it with somebody who knows how to play it already and then you can learn kind of as you see things going on right in front of you um exactly exactly incredibly difficult to learn by word of by mouth. just like reading a novel of a game <laughs> or for that matter if somebody were to like sit down beside me on a park bench with nothing for me to like see or look at yeah. as far as like a playing as uh, a deck of playing cards goes uh, them just like sitting down and being like, hey, Sonny, let me tell you how to play bridge. <laughs> well, you see, you start with a bet. And then once you make a bet, you start trying to make tricks. And tricks are these compass roses of com- of cards. And you make them in a way that uh, you, you deal a hand out. And I'm just kind of like, I cannot see this. I cannot see this vocal. Yeah, it, I, I cannot see the, the rules of this being passed down through an oral history. Somebody has to have like a deck of cards out at De- all times. Yeah, to it definitely this has to be visualized here. Which and, it, it kind of does speak volumes about how cards can be used as a means of communication. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're being like blown away by how there are books on how to uh, use your cards to communicate with your bridge player. At the same time, the cards are really the only way to communicate how to play this game. <laughs> So it's not that it's not like that's a new concept. That that seems to be something that we just kind of overlooked because we've always assumed that when we were trying to figure out how to play a game, we would have the game in front of us to play. Yeah. It's really hard to figure out games that you don't think you you you, you <laughs> have a means of playing. Yeah. I I really do need to try the internet version of this now, and yeah. it looks like there is good news there. There are quite a few options. Um, there's one called OK Bridge. It's one of the oldest still-running internet bridge services. It was established as a commercial enterprise in 1994, but the program started to be used interactively in August of 1990 on players of all standards. Beginners to world-class may be found playing there. OK Bridge is a subscription-based club with services such as customer support and ethics reviews. <laughs> I don't even want to know why there's an ethics yeah. review. If there's if they're like if they're having like some sort of philosophical discussion with a deck of cards, that's great. But after this article, I don't know if that's me. Um, Swan Games was founded in April 2000 and March 2004, and announced a partnership to provide internet services to SBF members, which I suppose is something Bridge Federation. Uh, in a and it's a competitor in subscription-based online bridge clubs. And of course, there's also Bridge Base Online or BBO. It is the most active online bridge club in the world, with more than 100,000 daily connections and 500,000 plan hands rather played each day. In part because it is free to play regular games and volunteer-run tournaments. Hmm. So I wonder if you can like play against a computer, because I wouldn't want to join in with other people. Who know what they're doing. I would be so in over my head <laughs> for the first every round for the forever yeah. that I, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Now there's gotta be, there's quite a few. There's gotta be. Yeah. Those are just the more official ones. It looks like those are like ones built for online interactive play with real people. And I'm not quite there yet. So yeah. I, I would really rather <laughs> not do that. Yeah. So, And it seems like I was somewhat right with my connection to the game Rook. Because I know in Rook that you do some kind of bidding thing. Mm -hmm. And so I I think it's in the same kind of arena. But Rook seems a lot less complicated than this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Um, this seems a little more... Oh, this this seems a little more developed. Yeah, which I, is weird because it's just a playing, <laughs> it's just a normal deck of playing cards. But. Yeah, uh, I can understand why it has like championships and people playing professionally and stuff. Yeah, that is. This is one, one for the uh, for the record books. Mm-hmm. Well, just so you know, some services like BBO have apps for the Android and the iPhone, and I'm sure. 
that means there are clients out there that you can play with against the computer on your laptop, on your phone, somewhere. Somewhere. So if you want to uh, figure out how to actually play bridge, unless for whatever reason what you are saying on this podcast somehow made sense to you, <laughs> you may want to look into those options. Oh, geez, there's a glossary of contract bridge terms. Don't look away. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're not away. we're not even going there. That's there's not, no point. That's we, so. We tried that with cricket, so, and it didn't help. It's it not going to help here. <laughs> it's not going to help at all. It is. We'd be better off to go to the link that they have to the Russian word that's in this article <laughs> than we would be to go to that. Yeah. So, yeah, we've not come very much closer at all to understanding what bridge is, other than it involves a standard deck of playing cards. But uh, there you have it from Boris Baran to Contract Bridge. So, nice and short trying to slog through information we don't quite understand although we should because millions of people in nursing homes everywhere are making fools of us right right now maybe right now. maybe that's the key maybe you have to have lived a full 80 year life to really like understand like mm-hmm. ah, that's how you play bridge when you've played so many card games with a deck of cards that everything else has lost its flavor <laughs> bridge is still there to give you some yeah. spice Yep, keep your mind sharp. Um, so go ahead and hit us up on Facebook at uh, TWC Podcast. Um, and hit us up on Twitter at The Wikicron. And go over to iTunes and rate and review us. Uh, email us at TWC at ericturibio.com. Uh, you can go on to the website, twc.ericturibio.com, and you can leave comments and whatever, whatever you want to do. And uh, so, yeah, just let us know about uh, your favorite articles that we've come across in this show so far. And I would like to thank Louis Armstrong for our theme song and Al Jolson for our outro song. So thanks again for joining us. I was Eric. And I was John. And this was the Wikipedia Chronicles. So, AARP website has an online bridge game. Of course they do. That's right up their alley. Okay. All right. He wanted work, so I made him a clerk in my father's factory. And by and by, I'm gonna have him wrapped in work up to his brow. When I come into the office, he gets up on his feet. Stands at attention and gives me his feet. Who was it said? Revenge is sweet. I've got my captain working for me now. 